0: Good evening, thank you for coming. We'll uh, take a, a small break from our discussion about benching a la cos, benching on a cup of wine, in order to discuss a little bit about Lagba Omer, Haba Alino Le Tova. So Lagba Omer, in the past, we've discussed what the significance of the day might be, what it is that we're celebrating. Perhaps it's the day that the Talmidei Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. We always point out that it seems like a strange thing to celebrate, especially because there were no more students left to die, right? So it's not like, oh, thank goodness, we still had another 50,000 students. It's, that wasn't the case. Maybe there were five other ones, possibly, but that was it. So it seems like a strange thing for us to uh, celebrate, but perhaps that's the reason. Others suggest that it's the Yom uh, Simchat Rashbi. It's the day that Rabbi Shimbar bar Yochai imparted to us the Torah behind the Zohar, whether or not he's the actual author of the Zohar or not. He imparted those Torahs to us. That's when we celebrate. Maybe it's Yom Shemit. Rashbi. it was the day that he died. So it's his Yortzite, his Hilula. Again, seems like a strange way to celebrate a Yortzite, but let's say, so all sorts of different possibilities. Is also the Yortzite of the Ramah. A lot of different possibilities the day that the mon first began to fell, the chassam Sofer tells us okay all different reasons as to why we might celebrate i just want to suggest two interesting ideas that i've been thinking about this year in specific so many of us are familiar with the story of rabbi shimon bar yochai but basically he gets in trouble he says some not nice things about the roman government and they basically put out a decree that they're going to kill him so he runs and he hides in a cave he and his son and they're there for many years great miracles take place they're able to sustain themselves whatever the case is Finally, finally, they're able to leave the cave. They go out, and remember, they've only been learning Torah. They've only been uh, engaged in spiritual pursuits for basically 12 years, and they can't handle what they're seeing. They see people who are engaged in you know, mundane pursuits, right, maybe to support themselves and their families, and they can't believe it. Why is it that you're not studying Torah? And to whatever this means, they're somehow able to destroy uh, people and possibly harm people because they are not engaged in Torah study. So a Batkol, a heavenly voice, comes out and tells Rabbi Shemar Yochai and his son, Rabbi Eliezer, what are you doing, right? Did you leave your cave only to destroy my world? Go back into the cave. And they last there for another month, another 12 months, excuse me. And then a Batkol comes out again and tells them, it's time for you to leave. So they go out and they leave, and now it's a little bit better, right? Rabbi Eliezer is still having a hard time with people. He can't necessarily relate, but Rabbi Shimbari Yochai is able to uh, make sure nothing gets destroyed. Thank goodness. And then ultimately, they're inspired. They see uh, an older man who's uh, preparing for Shabbos. They're very inspired how much he cares about the mitzvot. And they say, you know what? We can handle this. Okay, that seems to be uh, the story. I just thought it was fascinating, this idea of being sent into the cave being sent into the cave, right? So, yes, they they ran and they hid and they they went into the cave and they came out and Hashem says, no, you got to go back into the cave. So they had to go back into the cave and then finally the Batkol comes out and tells them you have to leave. But he tells them, right? You can't be exactly the same as you were when you first left. When you first left, you were destroying the world. I can't have that. Go into your cave and come back as something different. Come back as something different. I thought about that a lot this year again because many of us, to some extent, we had to go back into our caves. Still, things aren't totally back to the way uh, they were. But as much as we talk about things returning to normalcy, we shouldn't fall back and make the mistake of we're going to go back to exactly the way things were. Hopefully, hopefully there's something that we learned. There was something that we gained from the COVID experience, from being locked up in our own caves, so to speak. We're not going to come back to the way the things were exactly. Hashem says, no, if it's just going to be exactly the same, then go back to where you came from. When you're ready to improve, when you're ready to do something, when you're ready to build, uh, then you could come back outside. So it's something for us to consider as we go back to quote-unquote normalcy, it shouldn't just be same old slugs, it shouldn't just be normalcy, it should be that we're bigger and we're better and we've improved because of it. One small idea when it comes to that matter is actually what Rabbi Shem bar says after he has this whole experience, right? The Roman government, they wanted to kill him, he hides, mirac- miraculously, he saved, he and his son, all kinds of wonderful things. So what is his response? The Gemara says, uh, Sorry, he says, if I could find the spot, uh, uh, amar, he says, he says, He says, because this great miracle took place for me, because I was a beneficiary of a great miracle, so I'm going to fix something for other people. Fascinating, right? Is that I benefited from a miracle, so therefore I have, to do other, I have to do something for other people. That should be my response. If I enjoyed uh, you know, all kinds of great kindness from Hashem, I'd have to therefore pay it forward to other people. That's how he understands it. And where does he learn it from? It's not like he came up with this on his own. He says that he learned this, Yaakov that Yaakov, after his whole encounter with Esau, after being in the house of Lavan and dealing with that difficulty, all kinds of craziness, so he goes to the city of Shalim, Vamar Rav, Shalim Shalim Mamano, Shalim He appeared, uh, complete in his body. had healed from the wrestling match. He was Shalim ben Mamono. Any of the money that he may have lost in the house of Lavan was restored. And Shalim the Torah He also was complete in his Torah study. Whatever exactly that means. And what does he do immediately? What does Yaakov do when he gets to Shechem? Vayichan at Pnei a'ir. He does something. He sets up camp around the city. Says the Gemara. What does that mean? That tikei, uh, amar rav matbea lahem. Maybe he established some sort of coin for them. Shmuel amar, shvakim lahem. He built markets for them. V'rab Yochanan Amar So he went ahead And he he created bathhouses for them Meaning he uh, was the beneficiary Of miracles from Hashem And therefore he felt the need To pay it forward to other people people he didn't know necessarily, people who weren't even Jewish. He just felt like that should be my response. If I was the beneficiary of a miracle, I have to pay it forward by doing something for other people. And that's exactly what Rabbi Shembar does. He says, Amrule, Maybe there's a place where uh, you're unsure that there is tumma, there isn't tuma. Maybe I could go and do the investigation for you. The key was that he felt the need to pay it forward. So each and every one of us, hopefully, hopefully, we made it through the COVID story. <laughs> I think for the most part we're done. I don't know, right? But if not, okay, so we're, we're gonna make it out of this thing uh, alive and beneficiaries of miracles because uh, we know unfortunately for many people and still some now, they really, really suffered from this. So if we were beneficiaries of miracles, so number one, we can't go back to the way things were. We have to be better. We have to be improved. And number two, how are we going to pay that forward? What are we going to do for other people? Two things that I was thinking about this year in Laqba Omer. Rabbi, sparkles.